Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number 46 of Painting the Corners with Anton Schindler, brought to you by 90.5 KCSU. Well, we finally made it. After an incredibly long off-season that was plagued by controversy and the work stoppage, I can finally say that baseball is back. And today, April 7th, 2022, is opening day. On the schedule today are seven games with the first starting at 12.20 p.m. Mountain Time, with the last game starting around 7.40 p.m. The Brewers and Cubs face off for the first game today, with the Guardians and Royals starting a couple hours later with the Pirates and Cardinals game. The Mets and Nationals kick off the night games, followed by the Reds and the Braves, the Astros and the Angels, and finally, the Padres and the Diamondbacks. And, looking over the schedule, there should be a lot of really exciting baseball to kick off the regular season with a bang. Tomorrow, Friday, April 8th, has a full 13-game schedule, starting off at 11.05 a.m. Mountain Time, and will be the opening day for the other 16 teams in the MLB. Yankees and Red Sox, who are one of the biggest rivalries in baseball, will start Friday's games off, followed by the White Sox and Tigers, shortly before the Athletics and Phillies play again for the first interleague game of the year. The Orioles and Rays start at 1:10, followed by the Rockies and Dodgers, as well as the Mariners and Twins, which will both start at 2:10 Mountain Time. A couple innings later, the Marlins and Giants will start their battle, with the Rangers and Blue Jays capping off the first games for the remainder of the teams. So, by Saturday, April 9th, all teams will have played at least one game, and the season will be officially underway. So in this week's episode of Painting the Corners, I want to do a bit of a preview of the 2022 MLB season, and run through some predictions I have for how the season will turn out in each division in the American and National League. I'll also highlight some records to look out for, some players that you should watch out for, and some other interesting facts to get you ready for the 2022 MLB regular season. So, let's get into it. Let's start with the American League first, and more specifically, the American League East. Now, I personally think, based on the performances from last year, that this is going to be one of the toughest divisions in baseball. And just about every single one of the teams in this division are capable of going absolutely insane. I mean, let me put it this way. In 2021, four out of the five teams in the East the Rays, Red Sox, Yankees, and Blue Jays all had 90-plus win seasons. The Rays, Red Sox, and Yankees all made the playoffs. So, here's what I'm thinking. I think the top three will be populated by the Rays, Red Sox, and Blue Jays, with the Yankees coming in fourth place. But, I expect all four of these teams to have at least 90 wins on the season once again. As far as placing goes, I think I would go with the Red Sox in first, followed by the Blue Jays, then the Rays, and then the Yankees, with the Orioles picking up the rear once again, despite the pretty impressive young talent that populates that team. I genuinely believe that the Orioles may have a winning season too, 
if this talent can really develop into the potential that they obviously have. The American League Central seems a little more straightforward, as I think it'll be another shootout between the White Sox and the Guardians for first place in the division. Both the Twins and the Tigers made some decent offseason moves and trades, making me think that they'll be more competitive this year as well. But I believe the pitching from the Guardians and the Bats in Chicago will keep these two teams at the top. So here's my ranking for the American League Central. I think the White Sox will get first place again, followed by the Guardians, who will finish a few games back in second. The Minnesota Twins will get to third place, followed by the Javier Baez and Miguel Cabrera Tigers, and the Royals in last place. The Royals do have a bit of a promising year ahead of them, with Salvador Perez coming off of his career season in 2021, and the brand new MLB top prospect Bobby Witt Jr. joining the team in Kansas City. The American League West is next, and to be honest with you, I think this division is going to wrap up in a pretty similar fashion as it was last year. I think the Astros will still take the division, but it's going to be really interesting to watch how the division plays out with the, the developments the Seattle Mariners have been doing to hopefully get their team back into the playoffs for the first time in a long time. I think these two have the first two spots occupied pretty comfortably with the Angels squirming their way into third. I think the only way that the Angels could move up this season is if Mike Trout stays healthy and Otani continues to play as well as he has been since he came to the MLB. I think the Texas Rangers, with all their new additions to the team, including Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, and John Gray, will come in fourth place, with the Oakland Athletics taking up the rear in what seems like a bit of a rebuilding year for the Athletics. As far as the National League goes, we'll start with the NL East, the home division of the World Series champion Atlanta Braves. The Braves were division winners last year in the East, and I think that there's a pretty good chance that that will happen again in 2022, despite the loss of their star first baseman Freddie Freeman. I think second place will be a bit of a toss-up between the Phillies and the Mets once again, even though the Mets seem to be fan favorites for going far into this season. I expect the Miami Marlins to actually have a good year this year and go over 500 in terms of wins and losses, but still just lose out and end up in fourth place more than likely. There's a lot of good young talent and team chemistry on that Marlins team, as well as guys like Jazz Chislam and Sixto Sanchez who can really take the Marlins team far. Unfortunately for Juan Soto and his crew, I think the Nationals will once again take up the rear of the division, just a few years off of their World Series championship run. The National League Central is next, and this one is going to be a real challenge to decide who is going to take the division. I think it's going to be another toss-up between the Milwaukee Brewers and the St. Louis Cardinals, as both teams are very strong and very capable of making it to the playoffs. And third, I believe that Joey Votto and Jonathan India and the like will get the Reds to at least a 500 or close to a 500 record, much like last season, 
with the Cubs moving back and forth with them all season. I think that's going to be a really good battle for that third and fourth spot. And finally, I wouldn't be surprised if the Pirates fill that last space in the NL Central as not many offseason moves were made to help the team improve that greatly. And finally, the National League West, which once again will more than likely be won by the Dodgers. The Dodgers made a lot of huge blockbuster moves during the offseason, which should keep them secured in first for much of the season. But I would expect to see some pressure from some of the other teams in the NL West. I think the Padres, Giants, and Rockies will all split time in 2nd, 3rd, and 4th place, with each team really being kind of similarly built. I mean, if Fernando Tatis can stay healthy this season, the Padres will more than likely get 2nd. If the Giants find the same magic that they had last season, I think that they could also make a pretty impressive run. And if the Rockies' offseason moves, including the signing of Chris Bryant, and helping to really beef up the pitching staff, if all of that pays out, I think they could also make a pretty good run in the NL West. And finally, I think the Diamondbacks will sit in last place once again, but not by much. They've been one of the worst teams in baseball the past two seasons, but just knowing this franchise and the way that they kind of build themselves... I think that they'll find a way to stay at least relevant in the National League West. Let's move on now to the milestone watch for the MLB, starting with hitting records that can, and more than likely will be broken in 2022. Miguel Cabrera, the longtime Detroit Tiger, is just 13 hits away from 3,000 hits in his career. Nelson Cruz and Elvis Andrus are... 87 and 136 hits away from 2,000 hits in their career as well. Albert Pujols needs just 14 more hits to move up to 11th all-time in the career leaders category, a list that he could move up quite a ways based on the amount of playtime that he gets with the Cardinals this season. Nelson Cruz is just one home run away from 450 home runs in his career, with Giancarlo Stanton only needing three home runs to get to 350 career home runs. As far as pitching goes, Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw, and Adam Wainwright are all within 16 wins away from their 200 career win milestone, with Scherzer only needing 64 more strikeouts to pass John Smoltz on the all-time leader list for strikeouts. Craig Kimbrell is 28 saves away from a career 400 saves, which would put him in the top 7 save leaders of all time, right behind the Hall of Famer Dennis Eckersley. Some players that you should be very excited to see this season include Shohei Otani, one of the best all-around players that can pitch just about as well as he can hit, and Ronald Acuna Jr., who will be making his return to the big leagues after tearing his ACL in July of last season. It'll also be interesting to see how Vladimir Guerrero Jr. performs this year after leading the league in total bases, home runs, slugging percentage, runs scored, and a couple other categories in 2021. Personally, I think that it's going to be really interesting to see how guys like 
Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, and Freddie Freeman adjust to their new teams. Will they live up to their potential and continue to perform like they had throughout their career? Or is it going to be a bit of a learning curve to get back on with a new team? Out of the younger guys, I think Wander Franco should be a must-watch with the Rays, as the former number one prospect in baseball made a huge impact on the Rays last season, during his rookie season in the MLB. Bobby Witt Jr. as well should be an interesting prospect to watch, after making the Royals starting roster thanks to a very impressive spring training. And it's funny because with him, a lot of analysts have been drawing comparisons between Witt and Mike Trout, which, as you can imagine, has to be a bit of an honor, although I'm sure a little bit nerve-wracking, an honor for the young shortstop and third baseman. And what about Seiya Suzuki, the Chicago Cubs' newest right fielder who could be the next star slugger from Japan? In Japan, Suzuki clubbed 30 homers a year over his six full seasons in Nippon Professional Baseball, with a 317 batting average in those six years. I mean, what's to say that he couldn't do something a lot similar to that in the MLB? And finally, you should be very excited to see what Julio Rodriguez, the number three prospect in baseball, does for the Seattle Mariners this season. Being one of just the most fun guys in baseball to watch, Rodriguez has clubbed a 347 batting average in both double and triple A with a 1.001 OPS, also in both, which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, those are big league numbers. He's a strong kid with incredible speed and also one of the funniest social media presences you will ever see. <laughs> so there we go. There's your preview for the 2022 MLB regular season as we slide into another fantastic summer filled with baseball once again. I can't wait to refer back to this episode in October when the playoffs roll around to see just how wrong <laughs> I was with my predictions. But even so, I'm feeling pretty confident about the predictions this year. And just regardless of my predictions and how this season turns out, I'm just so incredibly excited to once again watch some baseball. Thank you for listening.